Today is Mother's Day and we'll be speaking on the topic the power of a godly mother. The power of a godly mother. I won't say mother. We also, in fact, you can't change the word mother with woman. The power of a godly woman, the power of a godly mother. Why? Because every woman is a mother. Why? Because the maternal instinct is there. Whether you have biological children or you don't have or you're still going to have, let's just know that every woman is a mother. And they play that motherly role wherever they find themselves. Sometimes even in a family, where you have boys and you have a girl amongst them. Sometimes you see the girl even playing the role of a mother to her brothers. Praise the Lord. And brethren, we were taught in social studies that the family is the basic social unit of civilization. Say the family is the basic social unit of the society. And you find out that it's from the family that we get connected to the church. It's from the family we get connected to school. It's from the family we get connected to whatever economic activity we engage in. So everything starts from the family. The tendency for a child that is born into a Muslim home to be a Muslim is like 99%. If you are born into a Hare Krishna home, the tendency is that, in fact, 99% you will be a Krishna. If you are born into a family of doctors, family of lawyers, I can bet you, amongst the children, you will find one or two lawyers, or you find one or two doctors, as the case may be. So that tells you the role of the family. And if the family is the basic foundation for the society, the basic building block for the society, it simply means that if we are having a lot of challenges in the society of today, it means that our families are challenged. It simply means that there's problem in the home because the, the society basically is just a reflection of all the individual families that make up the society. Praise the Lord. And we find that when children turn out well, most times they will say is the father's child. Say, but when it's otherwise, they will say it's the mother's fault. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 1. Proverbs 10 and verse 1. It says, A wise son maketh a glad father. It says, But a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Say, The wise son makes glad the father. But <laughs> the foolish one, they say, they say it's the heaviness of. The father says the heaviness of the mother. It's my prayer that will not bring up foolish sons and daughters in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. So today we want to celebrate 
our mothers. They are the people through whom God gave us the gift of life. We came to life through our mothers, through our grandmothers, through our great-grandmothers. And today is a day of appreciation. Malachi chapter 2, 13 to 16. Malachi chapter 2, 13 to 16. I'm going to read NIV version. He said, another thing you do, he said, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. He said, you weep and wail because he no longer looks with favor on your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. You ask why. He said, it is because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. He said, you have been unfaithful to her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. As not the one God made you, Say so you belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offspring. Say, so be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. Praise the Lord. The Lord was speaking to the man in this context. And Lord said, you are flooding my altar with your prayers, with your offerings. And he said, I'm not hearing you and I'm not answering your prayers. He said, why? He said, because you are being unfaithful to the wife of your youth. He said, you are not treating her well. And he said, because of that. Say, I am unhappy with you. So the Lord is speaking to our men today too. How are you treating the wife of your youth? And God is saying, I am taking notes. Say if you have been unfaithful to her, he said you are cutting yourself off from my favor. And today is like there's an epidemic of marital unfaithfulness. The culture is pervasive. The first service, the PICP was telling us how you see reports of in the evening, virtually all the streets around GRA, you see young girls lined up looking for customers. Who are the customers? Economics says if there's no demand, there'll be no supply. So if there's abundant supply, it simply means that demand is very strong. And the Lord is telling us that when we are unfaithful to the wife of our covenant, that it cuts us off from his favor. A man who is unfaithful to his wife is not likely to live up to his full potential. It doesn't matter how well you think you are doing. You can do much better. You can do much better if you straighten your act. And because God is also mindful of his daughter, 
if as a man you don't show capacity because men once when money comes many men become uncontrollable it's easy to come to church be controllable be under authority when serious money has not come but when serious money has come when a man can buy ticket and say go and wait for me in Dubai my estate my how do you call them my, my, my travel agent has made all the arrangements that's what a man is operating at that level and he has the resources to finance iniquity according to one of my friends the resources are bound you want to finance iniquity you have the capacity that is when your true test that's the true test of a man's faithfulness to God but the Lord is saying to our men I will watch it because when his daughter is crying to him you don't take time God will lock up that source that source of pride and bring you down so that your head will be correct but that will not be a portion in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus so our topic today is the power of a godly mother and from the scripture we read in Malachi God says what does the one God seek verse 15 he says he seeks godly offspring King James Version says godly seeds successful offsprings because any godly offspring will be successful because excellence is the hallmark of our God oh Lord our God how excellent is thy name so when you produce godly offspring when you bring up children in the way nurture and admonition of the Lord there is no doubt that they will be successful they will be valuable members of the society and that is what God seeks from us seeks from us as parents and seeks from us as mothers in Genesis chapter 18 and verse 19 Genesis 18 and verse 19 you see what God said concerning Abraham God said for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him he said, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment he said that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him See, God said I know Abraham that he will command his children and his household that they may walk in the way of the Lord and God said because of that that every blessing I propose concerning Abraham say it will surely come to pass the first service a PICP admonished us on how we are bringing up our children the blessing that God purposes for you and your family it's your children that will either make or mar it. In First Samuel chapter three, you see the story of Prophet Eli. God had proposed that he and his children they will be priests forever before him. Then God said, "That be far from him." 
He said, why? He said, because the sons of Eli, he said, they made themselves vile. He said, and he restrained them not. He did not restrain his children. The ultimate purpose of a mother or of the parents, if we enlarge it, in the plan of God, is to instill in the children knowledge of God, faith in God, and love for God. Knowledge of God, faith in God, and love for God. God desires that we train up children in wisdom and that we mold their character to be upright. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 8. Proverbs 1 and verse 8. He said, My son, hear the instruction of thy father. He said, And forsake not the law of thy mother. Say, Hear the instruction of your father. He said, But forsake not the law of your mother. When you talk about law, law has an element of compulsion behind the true or false and when you break the law there are consequences for breaking the law but the question is today do we even have any law do we even have any structure around our homes do we have any structure around our lives if we had laws in place we had structures in place all these children you see crawling around at night the question you ask is where are their parents are their parents not mindful of their movements? A child under your roof, can they just come and go as they please? And sometimes I've heard this argument that, oh, because parents don't have money, oh, uh, so they cannot control their children again. <laughs> so they don't have mouth to talk to their child. Who said so? Are they not eating in your house? Whether it's pomod they are eating, whether it's chicken they are eating, it's immaterial. The question is, are they are you not paying the rent where they are? So, how can you not have the authority and the right to call your children to order? If we cannot, it simply means because we too we are not a model to be copied, or we don't even have the moral justification to open our mouth and talk because the way we are living our lives. Is nothing to also write home about. In the scriptures, we see the influence of a godly mother. You can add father, but today is Mother's Day, so the topic is tilted to mothers. See the influence of a godly mother in the lives of Samuel and Timothy in the scriptures. You see, Hannah positioned Samuel for a life of service to God. First Samuel chapter 1, 27 to 28. First Samuel 1, 27 to 28. He said, For this child I prayed. He said, And the Lord had given me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. Say, As long as he liveth, say, He shall be lent to the Lord. It was the mother that positioned him on that path. And no one I ended up becoming the prophet of the land of Israel after the Lord removed Eli Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 1 3 to 5 2 Timothy 1 3 to 5 speaking to Timothy he said I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with a pure conscience he said that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers 
night and day. He said, greatly desiring to see thee. See, being mindful of thy tears. He said, that I may be filled with joy. He said, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. He said, which first dwelt in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. He said, and I'm persuaded that in thee also. He said, Timothy, he said, I can see the unfeigned faith that is in you. He said, and it's a result of the influence of your grandmother to your mother. He said, and the same thing, the same faith is evident in your life. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3 from 14 to 15, Paul was also talking to Timothy. He said, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of. He said, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. He said, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, say, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. He said, from a child you have known the holy scripture. So Timothy's mother taught him the scriptures from a tender age. She exposed him to the things of God. In the first service, the PICP told us the importance of foundation. So you can see the importance of a proper spiritual foundation and that was the key to his success bring your children ah brethren let's expose them let's allow them to take the benefits of all this training and all these teachings and on our own also at home let's also ensure that we consciously and deliberately train them point them to the paths that we want them to go I want to look at some of the qualities and the character traits of a godly mother seven of them seven qualities and character traits of a godly mother and peradventure some of us will already have those traits then we want you to reinforce it and anywhere that we are lacking let's make it a point of duty to begin to shape up in those areas why because our children will always see how we live our lives at home you will see how we live our lives at home we can be an angel in church and the devil at home but I can tell you that our children will note especially what we are at home praise the Lord number one the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Psalm 111 verse 10. Psalm 111 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Say, And a good understanding of all they that do his commandments. A godly woman, a godly mother is committed to living and walking in the way that is pleasing to God. There's no desire to meet the expectations of the world. A godly mother has no interest in acceptance of the world. You have no interest to be accepted by the world. These days, you go to occasions sometimes. And you see women form like a group. Nobody needs to tell that this one is this one are like a gang. 
and the kind of hard liquor that they'll be drinking. Ha! Even you will be shocked. Women will put Hennessy XO, 45% alcohol, and they will guzzle it as if they are drinking water. And they stand up and be doing all sorts of uh, pictures that they want to post. And you, a child of God, you look at them, you are envying them. They are the happening crowd. Our husband get money crowd. And are we the rain crowd? <laughs> it's because you, you, you lack self-esteem in Christ. You don't know who you are. That's why you think that those are role models to be copied. Bible says that those are people whose glory is in their shame. The things that they should be ashamed of. When they share shisha pots, women are also puffing. A daughter of Zion has no business associating with such a crowd. Some two, three weeks ago, one of my friends came around and it was in the banking industry here. And one of his juniors there, and there is a manager in one of the banks now. He was staying in Protea, but he wanted to come to my house and see my children. So I took him to the house. By the time I was taking him back to Protea, she was already waiting for him at Protea. So when we got to Protea, she was inside the car. So I'm like, ah, why did you go to the reception and wait now? She said, okay, if I say, okay, make her just sit down there. Now, a person come with me and say, how, or how far? What did I go tell her? Say, I know where come the how far. We started laughing. Ah, I say, well brought up, Urubo girl. Well brought up, Urubo girl. I mean, she's as sophisticated as they come. She they go abroad virtually every year. I say she's a manager in a bank. But what just played out was the kind of seed that a parent sows that does not leave somebody. It doesn't matter the level you get to. It made me remember when I was young. There was a family friend of ours. We all lived together at Enugu, but we're all now in Lagos. My father was very antisocial. He will not look for somebody. He will not visit friends. He will not keep contact. And my mother was like... Let's look for Uncle Willie now. We're very close when we're in Enugu. And we learned that he was staying in Mainland Hotel. Mainland Hotel is somewhere around uh, Ido. Oyingbo. And I was, you know, I asked my mom, if daddy brother, why, why don't you go and look for him there now? And my mom said, yeah, a woman cannot just go to a hotel now. No, I was like, ah. Why can't a woman go to a hotel? And my mom like, if I was a bit grown, I would have gone with her. I did not understand. It was as I grew. Of course, you say it's old school. Yes, it's old school. A woman can go to a hotel, and yes, women walk, women travel. Well, yes, but I just want to underline how they used to think. As scripture says, we should never throw away those ancient landmarks. So, we should not throw it away. Because this is modernity. All of us who are modern. That's the problem that we are facing today. Praise the Lord. Number two, Proverbs 31 and verse 13. Proverbs 31, verse 13. Say, She seeketh wool and flax and walketh willingly with her hands. 
So the godly woman willingly takes up the responsibility of her role, whether it's in keeping her home or working to support her family. Bread, she does not eat the bread of idleness, and idleness is the devil's workshop. She is hardworking. A godly woman, a godly mother must find something productive to do. Number three, contentment. Contentment. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 6. It's about godliness with contentment is great gain. So whatever her situation in life, whatever the Lord God has brought, whatever status, whatever circumstances, contentment. Even while striving for a better tomorrow, she does not put her husband or people around her under pressure. When I was growing up, VCR, video cassette recorder, we know video now, with those uh, before CD, video, very popular then. We were one of the first people to have VCR, and I'm not joking. So our own also spoiled first. And by the time I was boy, my man not to get money again. So it was not even his priority. Would they go to school? So, but in my house, you dare not. <laughs> my mother cannot hear that. They say you go another person's house, go watch film. My mother will behead you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anything that your parents cannot provide, you tune yourself to live without it. Praise the Lord. That is it. Contentment. These days, people are under pressure. Oh, our neighbor then go. They went to Dubai for holiday. Their children are schooling in UK. Their children are schooling in here. So, you carry pressure. Develop high BP. Contentment. Not only practice contentment, they teach their children contentment. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 11. First Thessalonians 4 and 11. It says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life minding your own business. Mind your business. Keeping up with the Joneses, like they say in economics. Oh, they bought a car, we must buy a car. Oh, they did this. Your consumption pattern is determined by the consumption pattern of your neighbors and you now put yourself under trouble. Number four, she builds up her home and disciples her children. She builds up her home and disciples her children. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 1. He said, every wise woman builded up her house. He said, but the foolish blocked it down with her hands. The godly mother lays a solid spiritual foundation in her home. She ensures that her children, they are taught to pray, to worship. And to study the word of God. A lot of men came to Christ through the influence of their wives, through the influence of their mothers. Lot of children. Love for God was a seed sown in their hearts by their mothers. Number five, she manages her home, her time, and resources wisely and efficiently. Good manager of human material resources. Proverbs chapter 31, 15 to 17. Proverbs 31, 15 to 17. Say, she rises, she rises also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it. 
with the fruits of her hands say she planted a vineyard she guided her loins with strength and strengthened her arms her hand is strong anything you commit into her hand she holds firmly she does not deal with a slack hand the sacrifice that is necessary to keep her family going she's ready to make it and that's how most of our mothers are check oh somebody needs to go to school oh i have this gold i have this trinket i'm ready to fling it oh in those days it was hollandis that was the pop, the powerful rapper of those days and george they're ready to sell it why they are ready to make whatever sacrifice for the advancement of their family praise the lord and so a godly woman will command the respect of her husband because of her industry and productivity can't be a woman they set up a shop for you or set up a business for you after a while everything goes down capital we no see interest uh, the one when when supposed to on top capital we no see i'll tell you the honest truth any woman your husband commits a business to your hand you can't manage effectively maybe you will lose the respect of your husband Husband cannot respect you <laughs> don't deceive yourself if you are using lovey lovey and honey honey to be covering it deep in his heart he can't respect you because as he goes around he sees other women hustling struggling pushing so you're a woman here or you, you, you just sit down and you're watching you're watching you're changing whole movie your companion is phone phone and remote control when you move from phone you move to remote control huh. my husband we get money <laughs> we are well to do you need to have a rethink you need to change you need to change praise the lord number six she intercedes for her family daily she prays for her family colossians 4 and verse 2 say continue in prayer and watch in the same way thanksgiving a godly mother is a praying mother intercedes for her husband her children and other members of her household and our prayers protect our children from being polluted by the world system around them prayers keeps her husband God said in Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 30 Ezekiel 22 and verse 30 He said that He sought for a man that would make up the hedge And stand in the gap for the land So a godly mother makes up that hedge She stands in the gap for her family The fact that I'm a Christian today I always said it's the prayer of my mother I was a major problem for her <laughs> and she created the problem how when i was growing up <laughs> i passed i think it was primary four or so i was first so she bought me a novel i remember that book that was the first novel i read medicine for money by smo aka it was published by smo aka, i can't remember smo aka publisher somewhere on textile mill road beneath it i was living in lagos but i crammed it from reading our novel i fell in love with novels from there you see how parents can direct a child so i read too many books so i could i'm always i'll question everything i want to talk about church and god question it logically explain it this one that one but 
through our prayers God arrested me in due season so prayer very important number seven the final one she trains her children in the way they should go See, and is committed to raising godly seeds in line with the will of God Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6 Proverbs 22 and verse 6 say, train up a child in the way he should go he say, and when he is old he, say, he will not depart from it so she ensures proper upbringing and discipline in her home children are taught the difference between right and wrong and they are equally made to know that wrong behavior attracts consequences that there are consequences for wrong behavior so you do not spare the rod Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 24 Proverbs 13 and verse 24 He said he that spared his rod He said hated his son He said but he that loved him He said chastened him Be times Time and time Chastened him If you check the open heaven of today The open heaven today If you check it Ajio quoted Proverbs 29 and verse 15 Proverbs 29 verse 15 He said the rod and reproof give wisdom He said but a child left to himself He said bring it his mother to shame leave a child to himself it will bring you to shame just like our PICP taught us in the first service it will repeat you are the one going to go and fight teacher fight teacher that they flogged your child fight teacher that they scolded your child modern people will say eh, it affects the children's self-esteem <laughs> self-esteem <laughs> when we were growing up we didn't even know there was anything called esteem talk less of self self-esteem Praise the Lord. So, when children must be trained to bring out the best in them, they must be taught. Like our daddy told us, they want to buy the most expensive car now at the age of 18, 19. The like people said, put inside Calabash, they want to drive GLK at the age of 18, 19. For what? Where are they going to? And it starts from the home. Something that has stayed with me till tomorrow in my house. When my mother puts food, you dare not eat the meat until you finish the food. I don't until I grew up that I knew that this is just to teach us delayed gratification. You should be able to look at meat, look at egg, and not touch it. Delayed gratification. So I until tomorrow, I, there's no way my meat will finish. At least now, I'm grown up and they touch small meat as they chop. But at least there will always be one that will end. The eating. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And you know, one thing came to my mind. I had some uncles that used to come, cousins that used to come, and all of us used to stay with us and all that. Those guys never had that discipline. I used to feel very bad because we'll be eating together. They almost finished the meat before we get to there. My mother, because my mother is like me, I can't touch meat. So by the time what we'll be sharing at the end will be so small because they've already eaten part of it. All those guys, they didn't turn out well. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm standing on the altar of God. They did not turn out well. None of them was able to pass Wayek. And when I look back, I don't care. It's these little, little things that we just overlook. They don't matter. They don't matter. Little, little discipline. Little, little keeping children in check. Praise the Lord. As a off. I was listening to one popular comedian around here, popular skit maker, Edo Pekin. 
Somebody forwarded it on WhatsApp. It was very interesting. And somebody asked him a question. I said, what is the difference between mothers and modern mothers? Very interesting. Though. I mean, it was a joke, comic, but there was a lot of truth in it. I'll just tell you a few. He said, mothers are cultured modern mothers. He said, why modern mothers are uncultured mothers? He said, mothers are submissive to their husbands. He said, why modern mothers are submissive to social media? He said, mothers teach their children how to make it. He said, why modern mothers teach their children how to make up? He said, mothers don't joke with their children. He said, why modern mothers don't joke with their Snapchat? They don't joke with their social media, as it were. He said, mothers raise their children. Why nannies raise children for modern mothers? Very funny skit. He went on and on and on. If you want it, I can forward it to you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the question is, are you a modern mother? We're not celebrating modern mothers day. It is mothers day we are celebrating. I don't even want to go into social media because if we go there, we will not close. That, that one has become very negative. Very negative. And it's us that are using it negatively. On its own, it's neutral. You can use it for good, you can use it for evil. But it's a major distraction now for most people. Many of our mothers these days are losing their identity in Christ due to worldliness. Worldliness that pervades our society. And if you are weak in character, you'll be under pressure to conform. You must take a firm stand and must not be intimidated by the world around us. Darkness can never overcome light. You must not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. As we delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on it day and night, just like Psalm 1 from verse 1 to by verse 5. He said, we shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. And whatsoever we do shall prosper. May the Lord prosper us as mothers. May the Lord prosper us as wives. And may the Lord prosper us as parents in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Let's rise. Let's rise. As you're here, you're a mother, you know you need to make amends in certain areas. You need to reconnect to God. Just talk to God. Say, Father, in any way that I'm missing it. Ah, Father, in this occasion of Mother's Day 2022, help me, Father Lord, to make amends. Help me to correct the error of my ways. Any way that I'm spoiling my children, not contributing to a brighter future for them. In my ignorance, Lord, from today, help me. Help me, Lord, to make a change. Help me to be committed to the task of training and bringing up my children in the fear of your name, in your nurture and admonition. Say, Father, every quality of a godly mother, help me to begin to exhibit them in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Remember, the rest of us, let's pray for our mothers. Let's ask that the Lord will strengthen them, the grace of God will be upon them, the Lord will uphold them. Let's ask that every one of them they will reap the fruit of their labor over us. The day of celebration, nobody will represent them. They will not be missing in the day of their joy. The Lord will keep them. The Lord will preserve them. Every sickness that is common to women, it will be far from them. 
every sickness of the Egyptians that afflict women, the Lord will take fire away from them. 